Welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Hello and welcome to number 18 of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And uh, today we have another question. This is going to be a short one. Amazingly enough, we want to challenge ourselves to fit everything we have to say on this specific topic today, just for today, within around 30 minutes. This is actually a test of hypnosis in action. That's right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, go ahead. You have a question? So, yeah, so to speed it up, and we won't have any preamble, um, one of the things that uh, came up, one of, our, one of our mutual friends posted the other day that uh, he had uh, hypnotized himself um, into when he was playing music. And uh, the, the thought struck me um, as I was reading his post. Can we actually hypnotize ourselves? And um, and if so, how? Well, you, you just gave it away, man. I mean, I? yes, because you just said that he did hypnotize himself. So, Well, he said he did. He, right. So he's either delusional or he's lying. Here it is, Ricard. You're welcome, my friend. All right, so the question is, can we hypnotize ourselves? The short answer is uh, absolutely. The, yeah. the next answer is the question is irrelevant because we do hypnotize ourselves every day. Mm. We have been hypnotizing ourselves ever since we could conceive of who we are as individual entities and before, and before that. I believe. So let's sum this up for the people that didn't have the chance, the opportunity, or the privilege to go back and watch every single of the episodes that we've done so far. This is what we're dealing with here. What is hypnosis? Hypnosis is the adequate, successful communication between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. What is the subconscious mind? The subconscious mind is our emotional self. It, everything that invokes emotion within us is uh, related to our subconscious mind. For the purposes of this, let's just say, we, have, we are of two minds. And that reminds me of this Native American meme. <laughs> we are of two minds. Mm -hmm. One is the conscious mind, the other one is the subconscious mind. Our conscious mind, or the way psychology 
likes to call it the adult, is our is responsible for our rational behavior, for our logic. And the subconscious mind, or as psychology likes to baptize it, the inner child, is our emotional mind, is responsible for all of our emotional colors. Everything that evokes or invokes emotions within us is triggering the subconscious mind. The little bit that most people may not be aware of is the fact that our subconscious mind is also what drives all our behavior. This is the, the caveat here because most we have been led to believe as we were growing up that logic is king, right? What, what governs our behavior is our logic. Mm. What we do, we can explain away. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not sure which one, that is not correct. All of our behavior is governed by our emotional self. So what does that mean? If I need to change my behavior, if I need to change who I am, if I need to alter my reality, I need to be able to appeal to my subconscious mind. I need to be able to appeal to my emotional self. And that presents a bunch of obstacles. One of which is if I'm sitting right here and I want to appeal to my subconscious mind, let's say I start talking to my subconscious mind as if it were a different person. So I'm trying to open up a conversation here. Most of the time, that conversation will be failed because the subconscious mind does not talk conscious mind language. It's like, you know, you being an Irishman uh, starting to converse with a native Chinese person and none of you are aware of each other's native language. Mm. You know, you say some things and then he says some other things and none of you have any idea what any of you is talking about. So what could happen right there is you find, uh, let's say you, you find a common topic. Let's say you have a picture, right? It's like you take a picture and you show it to that person to indicate what you're talking about, right? Knowing that this person is going to be excited about this picture because, you know, it's a picture about things that humans love uh, regardless of their nationality. So then our Chinese friend will look at the picture and be like, oh, <laughs> and say whatever <laughs> he says. I do not want to imitate that. And what happens right there, right there and there, you found a way to communicate without mm. knowing each other's languages. The way you did that is initially through introducing imagery, which is a pictographic, symbolistic, symbolic way of communicating, which of course is also the language of the subconscious. If you manage to initiate an emotional response within oneself, then you have successfully engaged with the subconscious. 
parenthesis, we have mentioned that several times already, but mm -hmm. this is the way the marketing and advertising industry uh, gets to us. Right? You know, they because if you if you watch a commercial, uh, it's not going to be any more commercials are not are not about the product anymore, right? You have you must have noticed that the products the commercials all aim towards eliciting uh, an emotional response. Mm. Like you, so they, 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 they tell stories. They, they yeah. use story and, and, yeah, to evoke emotion, yeah. So the reason why they do that is because they know the peeps behind the marketing advertising industry. They know that the only way to alter your behavior, and in this case, your behavior would be going out there and buying a product that has been emotionally suggested to you is finding a way to communicate to your subconscious mind. And as we just said, that way is making you emote. Right? You see like this beautiful story of a doggy that lost his you know, home and, and his owner, and he's traveling a long distance and finally manages somehow to overcome all odds and reunite with his loved ones. And mm. uh, <laughs> of course, as you watch that, you're like, ah, you know, and, and in this moment, surprisingly, you connect with that brand mm. in a way that you can't even consciously comprehend. But you know, the next time you go to the supermarket, and you've, you you just walk past that shelf that displays that brand, you will have a different response. You will have an emotional mm. response. Yeah. Uh, so that's how that part works. So then going back to the self, every time we emote within ourselves, every time we, you know, let's say that the, uh, uh, you go, you take a hike, uh, quite literally, actually. I don't mean that uh, in a flip kind of way. Uh, you go up in the mountain and you view this yeah. majestic landscape. And and you, you have this moment of very, like you, you are touched, you are... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You, you're affected. Yeah, maybe overwhelmed or... Right. So within this moment, everything that happens is passing through. Mm. While we're... And, and let's go back to a moment that everyone, most, most of us can relate to. Um, we are kids and either of our parents is upset for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Is upset and, and is upset, especially if, if they're upset with us, you know, we are very upset. We, we are scared. We are like, what did I do wrong? And oh my God, you know, am I in trouble? Uh, in that moment, whatever the parent does or says uh, is liable to stamp emotionally and behaviorally stamp our psyche. Right? So, if you know your mom <laughs> would say if you were like a you know like a a, a trouble trouble child troubled child 
<laughs> Which, of course, I'm as I'm saying that I'm referring to myself because that's uh, that would fit me more than yourself, my friend. But let's say she says, "Why do you always have to be <laughs> such a bad seed, <laughs> the agent of corruption?" <laughs> whatever she says, you know, doesn't matter. So in that moment, whatever mom says becomes potentially an identity identifier mm. for us. So in that sense, you're like, oh, I'm a troublemaker. Oh, I am clumsy. Oh, I am not smart enough. Oh, I am lazy. Oh, I am whatever. So within that moment, we were exercising our self-hypnosis capacities. But, but that's, that's, that's happening to us in many respects well, in response to our outside environment. Yeah, that's right. Yes. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's happening to us. It matters how we respond to it. Mm -hmm. So several years later, let's say I want to change my self-created title being a troublemaker, which, of course, why would I? But let's say, for example, <laughs> then I have to put myself in a situation that is similar to the one that was created, the one that had that title be created. Mm. Now, saying that, I don't necessarily mean you have to be upset, you have to be hysterical, but you have to connect... One one of the ways to do that is to connect to the emotional significance of what that experience has been like for you. In other words, if I say, okay, oh, I've been clumsy all my life and that has caused me and other people much grief. It has caused me jobs. It has caused me respect. While I'm going through everything I've suffered because of this situation, something inside of me is emoting. What you're saying is, as, as I understand it, is that you're, it, you're bringing back, you're connecting back to that, that moment when you were told by your parents that you were clumsy. It's, yeah. it's like you're reliving that over and over again, albeit you're acting it out in, in a different way in the current moment. That's right. That's right. And of course, so in order to do it, do you have to go back to that point? Do you have to go back to that situation and and create a different outcome or resolve it in some way? Not necessarily um, unless you're dealing with a trauma, in which okay. case then I would say is generally better to work with a, a hypnotherapist. Sure. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't mean that you can do it yourself. But you, but it's not potentially a one-and-done type deal. You know, sure. it, it takes several years to build something. And mm. if that's something, if that construction is crooked, then it takes a certain amount of effort to break it down, to bring it sure. down, to demolish it, so that then you can bring, you can build something new. Mm. Uh, so, but, you know, generally speaking, you know, we get, again, we've touched upon that before. We 
uh, are hypnotizing ourselves every day. Every day you get in the zone, right? Every day you get in the zone doing something that you love or being absorbed by something. How many times have you been uh, uh, really connecting with something that you're doing and, and someone gets in the room and, and talks to you and you're like, oh, you get, right? You get jumpy because you've been so, you have been in the zone. You've been connected, been hypnotized by what it is that you're experiencing. Mm. So every time you are, you find yourself in a highly concentrated uh, setup is a time where you are engaging hypnotically with your subconscious mind. So, mm. and that's, that's why, you know, many people do affirmations and, you know, the affirmations of course help because anything, one of the ways to engage with the subconscious mind is repetition, right? Because repetition creates programs. And, and in, many, in many cases, the programs that uh, are part of our behavior right now that we may not be thrilled about and we want to change have been created with this kind of repetition, repetition that is coupled with emotional values. So... I'm repeating a situation. Oh, I'm clumsy. Oh, I just broke the glass. <gasps> I'm so sorry. That is something that is as a cumulative effect. You you did it once. You're so sorry. You did it twice. You do it 10 times. At that point, you are really seriously defective. Or you view yourself as such. And that's yeah. how you build the program. So, but every time... You let's say that you had an affirmation uh, recorded. Let's say you record it, you take your phone, you're like, I am the most precise kind of person in the way that I act. My movements are impeccable. I never, and of course, we don't want to go back and review our affirmation <laughs> podcasts. We don't want to. You don't want to say an affirmation, I'm not clumsy, mm -hmm. right? because negatives don't work. So within that kind of step, if you had an affirmation recorded and then played over and over and over and over again, you know, let's say you play for like two hours a day or right before you go to sleep or whatever, these are the times that it would make more it would be more beneficial to do that, you know, early, you know, when sure. you wake up in the morning or before you go to sleep, because you tend to, of course, relax. Being relaxed is one of the most important faculties of uh, being entering hypnosis. And that's yeah. why, of course, uh, a hypnotist will tell you always, uh, relax. Because mm. relaxing the muscles is somehow giving a signal to the subconscious mind that the the body is not significant in this moment so it's letting it, it allows it to let its guard down that's right yeah so we don't have to worry about the body so, so now so as we relax we instantly and immediately start connecting with our emotions sure. right? if, if you relax you know at the end of the day what do you do? You just scan, you know, you see a, in, a, in a cinematic sequence what happened throughout the day. Did you get upset by someone? 
did someone do something that uh, uh, made you happy? Uh, did you have a success? Did you have a failure? All this stuff that we end up reviewing is connecting us to our subconscious mind because it's making us emote. Mm. So, yeah. So if, given that we're, we have a self-imposed deadline here, we know then that we're impacted by our environment, by the people around us, and that um, the way in which they uh, imbue some of the stuff that they say to us with emotion can have a hypnotic effect on us in that we can take it on. We also find ourselves, uh, because I don't think we consciously do it, uh, but we find ourselves in a state of hypnosis when we are lost in doing something. So you're painting or you're playing the drums or, or whatever you might be doing and you're in the zone. That's a state of hypnosis. But the thing that probably prompted the question for me wasn't wasn't either of those points. It was more, can we consciously say, I am now going to put myself into a state in order to allow myself paint better or play the drums better? And um, can I do something to invoke that rather than just allow it to happen? Because there are some days when you, I'm sure when you paint or, or when I'm doing some woodwork or whatever, whereby it's, you know, it's a struggle. You're, you're, you're having to almost force yourself. And then there's others where five minutes into it and you're gone and the next minute three hours has passed um, and it, you've just been in the zone all the way through. So for those times when um, you, you may not feel into it, you may not feel as connected to it, is there something that you can do to invoke that state? If you mean if, if you're not connected to it because you don't like it, is that what you're saying? Or for a different no, reason? You, you may have had something going on before you, uh, you know, came into the room to start painting or doing your woodwork or whatever. There's something there where you're just not allowing yourself to get into it. You like it, absolutely, because you, you do it the following day and you, you get lost in it. So it's more a question of you may not be in the humor, the mood, something might have been going on before. Is there something you can do to, uh, as, a, as, a, as a preparation, let's say, to allow yourself or to put yourself into that state of hypnosis kind of before you start? Yeah. Or to allow you to get there early or quickly? Yeah, the, there are several ways for you to allow yourself to step into a hypnotic state. One of which is music. Okay. A lot of people actually use that kind of thing and they usually use it for med meditation, meditative purposes, but it, you can of course do the same thing uh, with self-hypnosis because what happens is this is the same process. Again, once you relax, all you have to do is start relaxing and you, you can command yourself, right? You can say to yourself, I'm taking three deep breaths and as I exhale, I'm relaxing myself further and further. Okay. I'm taking another breath and as I exhale, I'm relaxing myself further and further. Uh, if you start doing that and start taking your own commands, 
it's all about relaxing. And as I am relaxing now, I am allowing myself to step deeper and deeper into what it is that concerns me or into what it is that I love to do or into what it is that I need to resolve. The mind is a problem-solving machine. Yeah. And that's how it... Uh, that's one of the ways it solves the problems. Okay. That's that's really interesting because while at the start of, say, a guided meditation, the, the, the person will often say, you know, take three deep breaths and then you go into it. And But I've never heard anyone say you can do this yourself and you can command yourself and almost lay out the conditions um, like it makes perfect sense now that you say it, but I've never heard it before. And I've listened to hundreds of those uh, recordings and I've and other people saying it. So that actually is quite a um quite a takeaway for me to to know that you can say that you're gonna take three deep breaths and when you exhale, you're gonna relax, you're gonna go deeper, and you do that a few times. You're pretty much setting yourself up if you're going to listen to your own affirmations. Absolutely. Or even if you're going to do your own affirmations, that that's what you would do first. Yes, exactly. This is the way to do that. Remember, truthfully, no one can hypnotize you better than you can hypnotize yourself. Right. So listen to your own voice. You don't even have to think. Don't just think that stuff. Say it out loud. I'm going to just hint upon something here. The, the mind responds to things that have similar values. Uh, for example, as if it were a mathematical sequence, you can say, if A, then B. I'll give you an example of that. And as I am exhaling, I am relaxing more and more. I am getting deeper down and deeper down into my own emotional self, into my own subconscious mind. Now, what does that mean? And as I'm, if you describe a situation to the mind that is true, right? That is that is uh, universally accepted. Mm. That is true. And as I'm exhaling, because I'm exhaling right now. Yeah. Then the mind tends to accept the following statement. This is like an Ericksonian, Milton Erickson, one of the major masters of hypnosis. I think the most incredible hypnotist ever developed that method. But suffice it to say, if you use any natural occurrences within the state that you are now, and as I am you know, leaning back in my chair, I am allowing myself to relax deeper and deeper. It's all, you're just talking to yourself. It's the most natural thing ever. No one can do a better job if you engage, of course, if you engage, no one can do a better job than you can because you talk yourself into all kinds of things on a daily basis, right? You, you Talk yourself into all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we have to. I really need 
that new car. I really need it because, you know, people might say that it's a Corvette and I'm doing it just to show off. But the truth of the matter is that I live further away from my job. I need to be getting there a little faster every day. I need to get there in a way that my Hyundai wouldn't be able to get me there. So, it, you know, it's important. Let's, of course I need to get a Corvette. You understand? We, this, this is nothing short of hypnotizing yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've done quite well. We have overrun a bit. So what we're saying in answer to the question is that not only do we hypnotize ourselves on a daily basis, albeit unknowns to ourselves, we can actually do it consciously and we can prepare ourselves before we do something that we really love to actually uh, get ourselves ready. And also, if we want to do something like affirmations or visualizations, we can also uh, prepare ourselves by instructing instructing our subconscious as to what's going to happen and uh, and use our breath and our breathing and actions around that in order to help us in that way so i think we've uh, we've pretty much answered that question and i think the the information to allow anyone else to take it away and go and do it is all wrapped up in this 35 minute little segment <laughs> and i'll give you i will actually give you another bonus here uh, another you, bonus. Another bonus. If you don't want to do it in this fashion, all you have to do is record this. Just record it. Record what you want yourself to now experience. I am, remember, always in the present tense. I am this and that and that and that person. I, I, I am, I am, not I will. And never use negatives. Now, record that. Go into your car and take a long ride and start playing that stuff back to back. I thought you weren't supposed to do that kind of stuff when you're using heavy machinery or driving a car. No, no, you're absolutely right. How many be driving is one of the most successful ways of hypnotizing yourself, right? How many times did you drive from point A to point B and you didn't know yeah. how you got there? Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, yeah. Your conscious mind is not driving. And thank God for that, because your subconscious mind is a lot more efficient because mm -hmm. it's programmed. Your reflexes, yeah, it's trained. Yeah. Your reflexes come out of your subconscious mind. Yeah. yeah. So, so then, you know, always you take a long drive. Within that long drive, you will get to um, hypnotize yourself. So while this is happening, you might as well be listening to something that will be embedded in your subconscious that's it's programming you yeah that's right yeah so here you go my friend until next week let's be careful out there and don't let your mind kill you thanks for listening to your mind is trying to kill you with alexandros megas and vincent byrne if you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. 
So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Thank you.